Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show. I am your host, Marie Cooney, former school counselor, social worker, current homeschooling mama, and entrepreneur. I'm on a journey to share insights and inspiration that just might transform the way we interact with our students, our children, and our communities. I will share with you stories from the front lines while working with children of all ages and with families of all backgrounds. Join me as I weave in interviews with other remarkable, compassionate educators from around the globe as we uncover innovative ways to guide today's children on a path of empathy and joy while fostering resiliency and celebrating diversity. Whether your students or children are learning in a classroom, at home, in nature, or online, welcome to Season 2 of the Compassionate Educators Show. Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show. I am so grateful to have Ava Sharma as our guest today, who is going to be really helping us dive deep into what it is to help kids have a growth mindset. So Ava has a business that began as a tutoring company, but has turned into a growth mindset coaching business, which is just really phenomenal and what um, we as parents, as teachers need to help our students to help our children really thrive right now. Um, so her business is called Bridge of Empowerment. I absolutely love that name. And she has parenting courses. She really helps parents to influence their kids to be as empowered <laughs> as they possibly can be, right? Indeed, yes. And then also, you know, to have the leadership role. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome to the show, Ava. I'm so glad to have you here today. Well, thank you for that introduction. That was very nice. Um, I'm excited to be here as well. You have a lot of resources that you that you create to really help parents and um, other educators, because as we know, parents are our children's first educator, um, but to really help them grow a growth mindset for children. And I'm wondering, the the term growth mindset has been around for a while now, but more and more we're really seeing the impact, the significance that it has. And so I'm wondering from your perspective of what you've seen, why it's really important to help our children cultivate a growth mindset? It's important now more than ever. They are having these tendencies towards mental health problems. And so we need to give them a resilient mindset. That's really what it is, because otherwise they are just being susceptible to, you know, like depression, anxiety. And these are the kind of things that are increasing suicide rates hurt personally. I'm sure they do to every educator and parent. Yeah, absolutely. I know that when I see children who are struggling and who really don't have the tools, the skills to be more resilient in the face of challenges, it is heartbreaking and it's hard to not, um, you know, toss and turn at night thinking about those kids who really are struggling so I'm curious um, if you've experienced any instances in which you have seen a child grow from, you know, having maybe some of those negative thought patterns or habits and then learning some of the skills within the context of growth mindset within developing resiliency and changing how they're approaching 
really how they're approaching life or approaching others and their own thoughts. I've seen it with numerous students. Um, and, you know, I've seen them go from not believing in themselves at all. One student in particular that I worked with for about four years, I can remember he got to a point eventually where he'd gotten his first A and then, you know, from there it was like he was helping other kids in class. And this was someone he never believed that he could even get an A in math ever. So, you know, it's uh, it's definitely encouraging to see that once you, you know, get that element of belief, then anything's possible after that. Yeah, it's so rewarding to see that change happen for students when they're, you know, not believing in themselves, when they don't think something is possible. And then something opens up for them and they really see, wow, I can do it. You know, maybe it takes some work, maybe it takes some help together, but I can make this happen for myself and for him to then share with others and try and help others. I mean, wow, I just, I can feel that, that excitement that he must've had when he saw what was possible for himself. Yes, it was, it was wonderful to see, you know, I even talked to one of his friends and he was, his friend was bragging about the changes that he had seen in my students. So it can permeate into their, into other aspects of their lives and great to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I know that you mentioned math, for example, he got an A in math, but then when he really holds on to, wow, that wasn't possible before I wasn't able to get an A in math before. And not only is it about math, but it really does become bigger than math. It becomes about any aspect in his life and his work at school and, uh, you know, outside of school, then it really opens up the store of opportunity. Right, exactly. And for him, it was like he made more friends after, you know, um, and he was more open in class, something he'd never been. Yeah. And I know sometimes too, that as educators, you know, there's, there's not a lot of time necessarily in the day to really work on specific strategies around growth mindset, because there are other areas of focus that need to really be developed, but it really does bring about massive changes in the way that students approach their work as well. So do you have any suggestions that educators can bring into the classroom where they can start to cultivate that growth mindset without taking, you know, hours a week in having like specific, you know, additional homework or time spent away from, you know, the rest of what they need to accomplish? Yes, I do. Um, One thing they can try, it's really about leadership. I mean, that's where you really learn, you know, you're put in the position of having to uh, overcome obstacles, get someone else to understand what you're trying to explain. And so those are, those are really good challenges all on their own. And um, there's a concept in psychology called the protege effect. And so what that means is you are trying to teach someone, you end up learning a lot more about the subject than if you were just learning it for your own self. So that's one thing that can really help to cultivate that growth mindset. And so they are not just learning the uh, 
the actual content of the the course, they're also learning how to communicate it. And I feel like that's really part two of um, the challenge of really learning, you know? And so it's like you end up creating leaders within your classroom and that helps, that helps everybody really, you know, develop that growth mindset. Cause when you're leading someone, you start to realize that if you put them down or if you're, you know, hard on them in some kind of way, then that closes them off. They don't really learn in that case. So then you, you end up having to try a different tactic, which is encouragement. And so then you can see the changes in the person that you're working with, and you can really see how their mindset is more open now. And so that, that would be my suggestion. Yeah. To really develop the leadership skills of the students. And there's so many ways that that can be done. And I know that in the beginning, it can take a little bit of extra time to um, figure out a way to work that into the classroom or even in the home. You know, if you have siblings, uh, you know, the so a lot of times the older ones want to teach the younger ones, but sometimes even the younger ones can teach um, the rest of the family a certain skill and really help them develop their leadership as well. So really looking at, you know, the big picture of bringing this into the classroom, bringing this into the home, mm-hmm. um, because it is going to have a larger impact on the mindset of, of those children. Right. Because if you think about like a baby, when they are growing, they're learning to walk, they will get up and try over and over again, even if they fall, you know, and so it's like the thing that starts to get in the way, as we're growing older, and we stop having that growth mindset where we don't care about failure, is our perception of, you know, who we are in, in the eyes of other people. And so that's, one of those things that really needs to change in order to develop the growth mindset is the ability to forgive yourself or to not make, you know, a mountain out of a molehill in your mind um, whenever you do fail. So that's, I think that that would be a pretty big change as well, whether it's in the schools or even at home. Yeah. Having that self-compassion. Absolutely. You know, as it's interesting that you bring up when the baby, when they're starting to walk and they fall down and they put themselves back up and they fall down and they keep trying. And they're, you know, we do get to a point in which oftentimes we just stop trying. And I'm sure that you've seen that even with students that, for example, you were tutoring before and they just kind of give up, they stop trying. Have you seen any maybe patterns in which you were able to identify points that you could help those students turn around. There's, there's that point where they're like going to give up, right? But then there's also that point in which you can intervene and help them to take that next step forward to get back up again. Any suggestions around that particular time for a child? Sure. Um, you would really have to empathize because they, they're not always direct about their emotions. They don't come clean and tell you that, oh, I'm, I'm quitting on this or I don't want to do this. So what they'll do is just, you know, like just do the surface work in a way. And they'll, they'll pretend that they're listening. They'll pretend. And so at that point you have to really increase your empathy and figure out, okay, what is it that I really need to say? Um, Or 
get need to get them to understand in order to keep going, you know, and you have you might have to detach yourself from certain things like the outcome, like, did they do the problem correctly. So you have to detach yourself from that sort of uh, perspective. If this is how you're feeling, then this is how I can help you. And so um, it's like giving them an option that and making them feel like, even if they don't understand, it's okay, you know, and it's not going to come off any sort of you know, like you're not going to judge them in any sort of way. I think that when it comes to a growth mindset, it's really, there are different elements that are composed in, in that whole, you know, mindset. And it is made up of the desire to want to improve yourself. And then also the belief that you can, so that's self-efficacy, but then there's the negative emotions and those are the things that get in the way. So it's like the feelings of hopelessness and the feelings of powerlessness. And so one of them makes you sad, the hopelessness, and then powerlessness makes you angry. And so that's the one where you're a student or a kid might be more likely to lie or to pretend uh, and have, you know, like their ego getting in the way of their learning. So those are the things we want to reduce. And then we want to improve the desire and their belief. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful way to look at it. And Ava, I think you really disrupted maybe some thoughts that as educators we have when you say um, step away from the outcome, right? Because within the traditional school system, it's so outcome driven that sometimes we lose sight of who's truly right in front of us. And children have such little they really do have such little opportunity to make decisions for themselves. And so when they are not doing the work or when they're just, as you said, um, they're pretending they're going through the motion of the surface work, that's a choice that they are able to make. So what other choices can we give them to really help them feel empowered and not, uh, you know, hopeless um, as sometimes they do. So I love that you really, advocate for connecting with empathy and giving giving them choices and saying like it's it's okay it's okay if you're feeling this way and they don't have to admit it right like they don't have to admit like this is really hard <laughs> because you're saying like if it is hard this is what you can do so they don't have to admit it they can say face but then just move forward with the action so that's so impactful and i can really see why you have your company called the bridge of empowerment, because I really see the empowerment that you're able to give to our students, which really does make a big difference. So thank you. Thank you for that, Ava. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, It's, it's something I'm very passionate about. And I, I feel like we, you know, not even just kids, we tend to block ourselves in and we just have this version of ourselves in our minds and um and if that's a negative version then you know and you're a kid you might box yourself in for life and you need to start learning as early as possible that that's not something you have to do you know your failures don't define you yeah and i think that's important too as adults for us to always remember because many of us didn't grow up with an opportunity to really explore our own growth mindsets. So as adults, 
how can we do that for ourselves so we can be those models for our students, for our children? And then you also mentioned that you have um, a course for students as well. And I know that that has pivoted a little bit because of just recent events with the pandemic. But can you tell us more about that as well? Sure, I would love to. Uh, it takes students through a autonomy. So that's the first step is to help them become autonomous, focus more on who they are. And then that way they it increases their self-esteem right away. And then after that, it will help them correct their values. So realign what the real values should be and you know what the consequences of their current values might be. And then emotional control, which is really important, emotional control and self-awareness. And then from there, it's all about, okay, motivation, inspiration, and getting rid of their limiting beliefs. Also, sometimes we think about students need a growth mindset if they're struggling, if they're not doing the work, if they um, are in need. But we also know that students who maybe are getting straight A's or that are presenting as, you know, kind of the ideal student, they also really benefit from having a growth mindset. And I'd love to hear your perspective because I know we talked a little bit about the students that are struggling, but what about those students who are high achievers? How does this really benefit them as well? The high achieving students are placing their sense of self-worth entirely on their grades because that's where they're succeeding. So that's the issue in that case, because, you know, if it's it's like a house of cards in a way, like if one thing happens, one bad quiz grade or something, everything can fall apart. So it's really important to, to learn how to manage failure and uh, to overcome that. And if all you're ever seeing is perfection, then you're kind of setting yourself up for, you know, just the collapse psychologically anytime there is a, any, anything that gets in the way of that. So, um, so that's how it can really benefit kids that even are succeeding. I've, I've worked with kids that have really, that that's happened to where they were, you know, 4.0 students and then a bad quiz grade came around and, and just like that, everything went downhill within months. So I think that's really important too. Yeah, absolutely. And I know sometimes too, the students who are really high achievers and they really want to do well and they place their identity on their grades, then sometimes they don't open up to new challenges and even new opportunities that could be really amazing for them, but they're scared that they're going to fail. They're scared that if they take this new opportunity and they don't succeed with it, then Uh, that really crashes their whole identity, as you spoke about the house of cards. And so, um, you know, just, I guess, as a final question before we wrap up, because I know that even many of us as educators, as professionals, also sometimes struggle with perfectionism or really not reaching new opportunities and challenges. Um, And we need to be able to do that to be role models for, um, for our students, for our children. Any um, 
you know, ideas in terms of when we are working with those students who are afraid of a new challenge because it might not be easy for them when everything else comes easy. This isn't easy for them. Giving them the confidence, right? How do we help them have that that confidence and that openness and willingness to try something new, even if they might not be 100% at it right away? I feel like that's, that's part of that leadership, you know, why that's so necessary is because just the first part of, okay, I know how to get an A in this doesn't necessarily mean that you know the material fully. And the only way to really know if you, if you can, uh, or if you do know it that well is the next step, which is, can you teach it to someone else? Can you communicate it? And so that's kind of the next level challenge. And they already know that they know the content. So it kind of will, it won't be uh, the challenge in the same kind of way that, you know, it's like threatening their, the possibility of failure in a way but it might excite them that, okay, well, let me see if I can communicate it. I think that that's, that would be a good option, good way to handle that. I think that that's why leadership is super important in schools, you know, as compared to what we do place that super high value on right now, which is grades. I understand that grades are important. It's a good way to measure um, success, but then the secondary thing that we really need to be teaching kids is leadership. Yeah, that's fabulous. And it really comes full circle in our conversation, you know, having those opportunities for leadership for our students. Um, And I think too, for ourselves as adults in the classroom or at home to show excitement about those new opportunities and those challenges and even sharing our own stories of overcoming challenges can really help them see that it's it's okay. This is part of the human experience is stepping into those challenges, seeing kind of what um, what we can do with it, finding our courage and continuing to develop. And I love I love growth mindset because there's like no end, right? <laughs> like we're always learning. We're always learning how to be better leaders. We're always learning more and more about ourselves and the world around us. And I think that really shows within the world of growth mindset that that's part of our experience here on planet earth as well. Very true. And even what you said, I mean, it's, it's clear you're an educator just because of that, you know, you can tell teachers uh, right away because of their constant learning, their openness to constant learning and that's, I can see the teacher in, in you right away, Marie. So. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yep. It's definitely, it's definitely a part of me and I can hear it in you as well. And, you know, for those listening who would like to learn more, right. What do you have a way for our listeners to connect with you if they would like to discover more about growth mindset? Sure, they can go to my website, bridgeofempowerment.com. And I'm also pretty active on Facebook. So you can find me on there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll absolutely have your website and information in the show notes so that um, anyone who's interested in learning more about 
um, the courses that you've put together or just connecting with you um, more about growth mindset can do so easily. And once again, Ava, I so appreciate you being here and I'm looking forward to seeing the work that you continue to do on, on this for our students. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for spending your time with us today. And if you found value in this episode, please share it. We welcome more compassionate educators to the conversation, which hopefully will make our world just a little bit brighter today. See you next time.